Blog Talk Radio. Football fans and happy NFL Sunday, and welcome to this week's edition of Football Fan Rush Radio. This episode, we are going to cover the tight three-team race for the 2013 NFC North Division Champs title. We're also going to discuss the article that a columnist put out that it may be a good idea to trade Adrian Peterson. Really? All right, let's bring our co-host Mike on the line and let's open it up with this tight race for the NFC North title. Uh, yeah, this tight race for the NFC North title starts with the Bears and the Lions having the exact same record, but the Lions obviously controlling the tiebreaker. Uh, the Packers being a half game behind because they've had their bye week. And then, even with all that being said in that three-team race, with the Vikings looking like they're out of it, we can't ignore them because even when we play them, the Vikings are going to play everybody hard. Took the Bears to the final play of the game to pull that one out. So all I want to ask is where are we going to go next with each game? I know that one of the things that's hurting the Bears is that today they play the Redskins. Well, we're playing a team that needs to win more than the Bears do. So that team is going to come out with heart. We're also, the Bears are going into a bye week. And I heard a stat recently this week, the team going into a bye week generally slacks off. Um, 20, 23 times uh, out, of, out of 31 times when they're, they're going into a bye week, playing against a team coming out of a bye week, they have lost. So I didn't like that stat. Bottom line is the Bears, if they want to keep up in this race, they have to win today. The Packers are always coming out to win, and they're playing the Browns, and the Lions are never going to slack off because they won't respect. And I definitely agree with you, and I do know that all roads to the NFC North Championship title go through Green Bay. I'm reminded of that every single week. And with everything Green Bay is going through, the injuries, the ups, the downs, again, losing key players in the offseason, they're still playing really good competitive part of football. I'm going to remind you of 2010 with the reality that the Packers are never a team to be counted out. In 2010, they were injury-riddled, not yep. such a great score, got into the playoffs on the final game of the season, ironically mm-hmm. by beating the Bears, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. So that's a team we can never count out. We can't, even even with them being what, as of today, being a half game behind the Bears and the Lions, which are tied 
in first place with the Lions holding the tiebreaker. You can't count them out, but this year we also have to take a much closer look at the Lions. The Lions matchup today may be a tough one. I mean, they're going up against the Bengals. I think that's a really, really good matchup. I think we're going to really see some head-to-head defensive play, but I really believe the Lions can pull it out. But just watching their defensive front has been amazing this year for the Lions. That is very interesting. So you don't think the Lions can pull it off today? See, the reality is when you watch the other games, when, first of all, the Bears pulled out the game against the Bengals in, in, the, in week one. Then when the Packers fought against the fought against the uh, the Bengals, and a few weeks later uh, the Bengals won and looked like they were in control. It's going to depend completely on not whether Detroit comes to play, more or less will the Bengals come to play. Whether the Bengals come to play or not, just from what I've seen from Detroit, their consistency and, and that defensive front, I hope the Bengals come to play because they play no games on 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 defense. I mean they're they're great at, at stopping the run. I mean they they've been amazing this year. They everything that they've worked to put in place, with the exception of you know questionable play calling, everything that they've worked to put in place is actually coming to fruition this season, and we're seeing it. And it's a little bit of a of a surprise for how well they're doing. We expected a good Lions team in the NFC North based on what we saw the last few years and in the offseason. But this is it's turning into a, another stellar season. Like, we're, we're reaching years back with the Lions, and it's really good to see as the competition race heats up in the NFC North. Yeah, that this is very true. I'm liking that the NFC North is proving to be one of the divisions where the whole NFL is keeping an eye on because the NFC North wants to be one of those strong divisions. It may not have the the strength at the top the way the NFC West does with Seattle and, and San Francisco, but we have a three-team battle where every team in the NFL is going to keep an eye on them. That is very true. Now let's skip over to your favorite team because we want to cover all the bases to give fans a chance to call in today. Let's talk about the Bears. The Bears do look good. Of course, as you know, Trustman, really good coach. I, I really like him. I like the reality and the push that he puts on the team as their first year new head coach. But we also are seeing a breakdown on the defensive side of the ball with the Bears. And, yes, they're tied for first place right now. But with the way the defense has continued to play and continue to struggle, and now we're seeing injuries, which is kind of what we're used to seeing as we get mid to end of the season with the Bears, do you think that the Bears will actually still be in this race in a few games, or will it be a battle between the Packers and the Lions for the division title? I know if the Bears want to be in this race, what it's going to have to be is Jay Cutler and the offense making a conscious decision that it's up to them. In similar ways that the defense in the past has said, okay, well, it's up to us. Because, honestly, the Bears are counting on turnovers. 
to win this battle. And you cannot always count on turnovers because they're not hitting. They're, nobody's scared to play against the Bears. And until you make them scared again, they're going to keep coming at you strong, literally. And then I want to go back to another question that it's in a way feeding on something that you mentioned in the beginning of the show. People are talking about uh, articles about trading Adrian Peterson. Yes. That many people have made the the comparison, get rid of Jay Cutler, cut Jay Cutler. My question is, not who, only why. Why? And, and, who and, and, would you and who would you get? Yeah, who, who, who would you get? I mean, you of course, we've had, we have quarterback woes for, for my favorite team. Of course, I am a fan of the Vikings. But when it comes down to what the Bears have built and building it around Jay Cutler, no, we don't. the Bears don't have overly – Famous superstar wideouts. I mean, there's Brandon Marshall. Love watching, you know, Mr. Marty Soros Rex play Marcellus Bennett. But who would you honestly get that could fill Jay Cutler's slot for what the team has built? And if fans are listening and you have an idea or you want to share your thoughts of the Bears having a better quarterback or a quarterback that you think will fit the scheme, we would love to hear it. But from what I've seen and what's being built right now with the team they have today, I can't see um, a different head quarterback. Jay Cutler just has to get it together. Of course, we know, as always, we speak about this every week, the tale of two Jays. He can't be down and out. He's got to play that that offense has to stay consistent and that O-line has to really, really protect them. And hopefully today we'll see the O-line create some holes so that we can actually see Forte get open and, and do some damage like we've, we've seen in the past. His run game, his, that, that rushing has been stopped, and he's not getting open. He's not getting the yardage that we're used to seeing. But the poor defense, if we, even if we want to go back to that, what is going on with the Bears' defense? They're not tackling. That's the bottom line. They're just not tackling. And some of it you can, you can play on certain players that are not, quote, unquote, good, but they're not tackling, period. The only player that seems like he came to play defense is Lance Briggs. And week in and week, week out, that's what I've been saying. Uh, Peanut Tillman is injured. Uh, we lost three uh, players on the front seven for the season, not for a few weeks, for the season, two defensive tackles and the middle linebacker, D.J. Williams. Next man up, to be honest, I'm not necessarily upset about DJ Williams because we're going to get a look at uh, Jonathan Bostic. But there's no guarantee that Jonathan Bostic will be able to maintain what DJ Williams did because what we saw that was great was preseason. This right. is the regular season. This is regular season. Add that to the fact that no, no team is afraid to run against the Bears. We were already struggling before we lost. Henry Melton, we were already struggling because people were running against us. And now Brandon Jacobs runs over 100 yards on the Bears. Are you kidding me? I'm a Brandon Jacobs fan. I'm a huge fan of Jacobs. And people that have known me and and your co-host, my co-host, <laughs> uh, has, has always known that I'm a fan of uh, Brandon Jacobs. I like a running back that's going to run through you, not run over you, run through you, make you think twice about coming in this direction. Yeah. And literally nobody 
is tackling, and that's the problem with the defense because the scheme has always been what it is. The Bears are going to show you what they're going to do, and they're going to step forward. And that has worked when the players were where they were supposed to be, where they – if they – if the play was good, we had players that were not afraid to tackle. Peanut Tillman, excellent open field tackles. Tim Jennings, he's good at an open field tackle, but his biggest problem is, is also his greatest asset. He's preparing – he's preparing to – try to intercept the ball, and he's excellent at it, but if he misses that ball, we don't know what we can do. So his focus is just basically on, on, on the takeaways. I mean, it's not his only focus, but it depends on the play. Sometimes he comes up with the takeaway. Sometimes he doesn't. And that's where I actually blame it on the Bears' safety, because if he's going for the takeaway, the safety should be over the top to pick up where he missed. Our bear safeties are not are not safe. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I I can definitely agree there. But it's it's been strange with everything that we're bringing up about the Bears. They are still pulling it off. They're still in this race just like the Packers which oh my gosh, is just watching the Packers when when Aaron Rodgers gets in his mind we're about to turn it on, and we're about to shut this game down. What you see, the transition in the team that you see on the field is unreal. A team that everyone was saying, okay, they'll play some pretty good football. They've got a great quarterback. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win the NFC North title. And now we're looking like, hmm, they very strong possibility the Packers can take it for 2013. Yes, it is. I never – count the Packers out because of Aaron Rodgers, but in the past, they we didn't, how can I say this, there was no question about it. For the first time, there might be a chink in the Packers' armor, and that, that chink could very much so be the Lions, and as a Bears fan, I would like for it to be the Bears. As far as when you say you'd like for it to be the Bears, are you saying you want the Bears to be the ones that can actually take the Packers down? I would like for the Bears to win the division. The only excuse in my eye, I would be okay with the Bears losing to the Packers both games this season. And as a Bears fan, that should be blasphemy. But if the Bears lost to them both games but still won the division, I would get over it. And my number one priority is winning the division. And if we win the division, I will get over questionable things that happen because both the Packers have proved, the Packers and the Giants in recent years have proven just get in. Just get in the playoffs. Uh, Seattle Seahawks a few years ago got in the playoffs at 7-9 and then won a game. The Arizona Cardinals, got in at 8-8 eight and eight and went all the way to the Super Bowl and had it not been for a spectacular pass and catch at the end of the game, Arizona Cardinals would have a Super Bowl ring. So it's about just get in. And I do, I, I agree with you there. But looking at the fact that the Bears are coming up on a bye 
we know what their history has looked like after by. And the minute they come off their bye week, they've got Green Bay, then the Lions again, then they the Ravens and the Rams. Are they ready for this? I mean, they, they're going up against quite a, a bit of defense and some pretty strong, consistent offense from some of these teams. And we're looking at a defensive breakdown and not the greatest passing game. So I, I don't know if they'll still be in this race after the bye week. I would be shocked if the Bears were still in this race after the bye week. I, I, I really would. I personally would say let's not count the Bears out after the bye for two reasons. One, we have a new coach. I'm confident Mark Tressman, he seems to have the offense prepared. He seems to have them calm. In the past, the Bears would come out ecstatic and erratic. It's not the case anymore. Uh, the, The Bears also are getting better every week. That's the greatest thing you can say about the Bears this season. They have not looked good. This is true. But they seem to be getting better. And in all honesty, although I, I just got through saying, let's just get um, in. How many points did the Giants score? Oh, no. The, the oh, defense oh, seems oh, to be getting oh, worse. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, nobody has let the Giants do what the Bears just did. <laughs> just allowed, especially points. I, I mean, really? 21, 21 points on the Bears was horrible. And if Eli would have been able to hit my man in the end zone, oh, my God, it would have been, come on. Hey, I'm not going to, hey, the win is a win is a win. Hey, hey, because <laughs> according to the record, the Bears beat the Vikings, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And that was so close. That was, that was a beautiful last second touchdown pass. Close only matters than hand grenades and horseshoes. Well, not when you got other teams watching where they can pick you apart. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, I'm so, not going to sit up here and be like, I would like for the Bears to win the division. I'm more likely to believe the Bears will be second in the division. Now, what I'm afraid of mostly is not them being second in the division, but will that be enough to make the playoffs? They've already done better than what many people expected from the Bears. Many people expected the Bears to only be able to win six games all season. And see, I didn't. I I, I didn't. I, I I didn't expect them to win anything less than ten. I, I truly, I didn't. I mean, they they've got a whole new resurgence going on. They're still trying to make it work. I mean, they didn't come out smashing like the Lions, but I I didn't expect them to be at the bottom of the pit, fighting to get back up. I, I just really didn't. But let's let's swing over and let's look, take a closer look at, at the Packers as well. I mean, they, they had an early bye, which always makes any fan nervous because the meat of your schedule, you've got to play that out till the very end. And they've got some pretty big, you know, NFC North Conference division games coming up. And then they're playing some pretty big heavy hitters, but for some reason, I'm just, I'm really just, just watching how the Packers have pulled together and developed. And when, when they go down in one instance, they fill the hole and they keep marching down. I don't know. We, mm, I really would not be shocked if they walked away with the 2013 NFC North 
title. I, it, it wouldn't surprise me not one bit. It would surprise me if the Bears did, believe it or not. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Lions or they were able to get away with it. But I would be shocked. That would mean the Lions and Green Bay totally fell apart and the Bears were able to march right in there and, and take over. I mean, the, the Packers are honestly playing solid football. And what they have, we're starting to see a lot more consistency as well. People are starting to get a little bit of teams are getting a little bit of fear like, Okay, they're, they're, they're playing ball. They're the truth. I mean, they don't look like the Seahawks, and they don't look like the Packers of old, but they're standing there, and they're playing real football to the very last second on the clock. Well, that that is one of the uh, great things uh, by Mike McCarthy's team. He has been able to keep them playing through to the end of the game. Uh, just for example, as I'm looking at the the Packers' schedule right now, they have a lot of national games on the, on their schedule. That means people know uh, the NFL knew and these national entities knew we want to watch the Packers. So you never count the Packers out. Also, every team in the division has major deficiencies. Uh, I'd be surprised, honestly, at any of them winning the division. I'd be surprised that Detroit – because they have horrible offense. I'd be surprised at the Bears because that defense don't look like a Bears defense. I'd be surprised at the Packers because they're playing with third and fourth string players. I wouldn't. I'm. I'm. I can't agree that the offense is, is horrible for the Lions. I, I really can't. And I, I agree. The players are good. The play calling is horrible. Well, the play calling is, is pretty bad, but they're getting it done. It, it's weird. They're just getting There's a, To me, the, the, uh, the Lions only had one great game, and that was against the Bears. But 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 let's, let's take it back to how you feel when the Bears are pulling it off against teams that other people have shut down, being one, the Lions, you know, the Vikings. And a W is a, is a W. And it's the same thing that we're seeing when it comes to Detroit. No, it's not the greatest play calling, but they are getting it done. They are making it work some sort of way, and they're not just walking away with the W. They're coming from behind and getting wins, and they're keeping a nice point spread. I mean, they're, they're really playing football. I mean, it's, the defense isn't out on the field for the entire game. They are really doing a, an awesome job way beyond what anyone has expected. From them. I mean, oh, and I see. I always expected the Lions to do good because I figured last season was a fluke. Uh, so, with that in mind, I never counted the Lions out because of their defense. Honestly, the only deficiency the Lions' defense has in my eyes is their secondary. Um, if they shore that up, uh, the NFC North will be afraid for not just this season, years to come. The reality is. I'm not seeing much from any of them. I mean, the AFC West looks like they're formidable. The NFC West looks formidable. We have a close battle at the top of the NFC North, but none of the teams look formidable. They look like all three of those teams look like they can win, but none of them look like going into a game you want to pick them to win. And I think that's the difference. Can win having a good record. I'll compare it to college to college football. 
Big Ten college football often have the top of the the top of the heap often have a great record, and they beat up on each other. And then they see the SEC in the uh, in the bowl games, and SEC exposes them. Now, the reality is the SEC exposes everybody, but if you're beating up on the little sisters of the poor, and I'm calling the NFC North that, but who would argue that the AFC West and the NFC West are much better divisions? Oh, I mean, no one. Not at this this stage in the game, no. Definitely wouldn't argue that. But still looking at what we're working with, I mean, this is what we have in our division. So we've got to make the best of it. I mean, I'm actually glad that the teams the Bears have to play this season and that there is no Mickey Mouse game on the Bears' schedule because, or should any NFC North team can can lay claim to that, no Mickey Mouse game on the schedule. So when, if they make it to the playoffs, they're not in shock like, oh, gosh, everybody's better than us. They will be prepared. So I'm going to shoot this at you. We do have a fan question, and the fan question is, it's from a Bears fan, so this is definitely for you. The question is, how can the Bears fix the problems that they're having on the defensive side of the ball? What can be done? to stop all the missed tackles? I mean, he wants to know, should should they go younger? Should they make trades, draft differently? Like, this is a very concerned Bears fan here. If you're asking what the, can they do in 2013 versus what they can do in the future, that's two different questions. Well, in I think you want an answer to both. In 2013, what they need to do is something that they don't do in the NFL anymore. Have a game of practice, I mean, have a whole day of practice teaching them how to tackle. They don't do that at the NFL anymore because they assume, well, you made it this far, you know how to tackle. Problem is, we're seeing them not tackling. None of them are using their arms. Your best tacklers should not be in the secondary. I'm sorry. Your linebackers and your linemen need to be giving hits along with wrapping them up. Because, honestly, that hit, if you don't hurt him, if you hurt him and he fill in for the next play, it did no good because you didn't stop him. So that's the first thing. In 2013, have a day, have a day of practice teaching the defense how to tackle. Okay. Uh, this whole thing of gang tackling, yes, that is fun and all, and we're all getting, but we also have to know how to take somebody down on our own. Now I have another question from a nervous Packers fan, and this fan actually wants to know, just just honest opinion if the Browns can really ruin the Packers' day today and come out with a win? Two weeks ago, I would have said yes. I don't think I can say yes anymore. I can't either. Um, and it has nothing to do with the Packers. Um, the Browns are not as good as they were two weeks ago. They're just not. The Packers, better or worse, they were still a good team. Mm-hmm. So even if you say the Packers are better than they were two weeks ago, which it looks like they are, the the opponent has lost some of its luster. And I don't think the Browns can really pull it off. I'm not going to say that there's zero chance, but I would put it in a low 20, 30% chance. And what I don't want to see from the Packers today 
I don't want them to realize what we just mentioned, that the Packers come in and they don't take the Browns serious. Oh, no, they're going to take – I, that, I that definitely don't want to see that. That's the Packers would lose if they don't take them serious. They've got to play them just as hard as, as I, they will play the Patriots. They, they, they really have to – I mean, we're getting into the beat of schedule. We're coming up at that halfway point of the season. They've got to take every game seriously. And I really – I do, in my heart, believe Aaron Rodgers and the Packers will pull this one off. I believe they will. Um, the only reason they would would be if the rest if the rest of the NFL continues to do what they did a few weeks ago, which was count them out. I don't think that teams are counting them out anymore. They lost their their quarterback, so that helps the Packers' chances. But literally, it's going to come down to that because the Packers cannot take anybody lightly because. People are starting to act like they smell blood in the water. Aaron Rodgers is the only person there that's saying, okay, I don't care how much blood in the water you think you smell, I'm not giving up. Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers is yeah. not giving up, but let's keep it real. There are players that they're losing. They, they're, they're without Clay Matthews for a few weeks. They're without two of their, uh, their number two and number three receiver. But um, they are still playing really good, solid, consistent uh, football. No, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying that other teams are smelling blood in the water. And just because there's blood in the water doesn't mean the Packers won't come to play. But I'm just saying that Aaron Rodgers is the only one in my eyes that seems like he's going to drag his team with him if he has to. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. So if, let's look at some other matchups today. I know we've talked about we touched on the Bears today. The matchup with them is the Redskins. The Redskins are not having a stellar season for so many reasons, and even starting with RG3 coming back from his injury. You RG3 and out? Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, RG3. I didn't insult you there. Um <laughs> But coming back from an injury, um, and and we're seeing even injuries on on the Bears' side of the ball going into this game. I mean, we still have Martellus Bennett, who's questionable today. Um, we've got a lot of questionable and probable players. But with today's matchup, would you be shocked if the Skins took the Bears down? I wouldn't be shocked, not because the Bears aren't a better team, because I think the Bears are a better team. The Redskins are a desperate team right now. I've listened to multiple uh, national pundits on multiple networks. All of them are picking the Skins, not because they believe the Skins are a better team, but they believe the Skins are more desperate than the Bears. And a desperate team is a team that nobody wants to play. They are desperate. Plus, they saw... We saw flashes of RG3 being RG3 last week mm-hmm. when they played against Dallas. Now, the dumbest thing I felt that RG3 did last week was open his mouth. I've heard many of people just say he needs to shut his mouth. Uh, for, for one, admitting he does a stutter step when he's close to the sideline trying to get a penalty against the defense. Two problems with that. One, now the officials know what you're trying to do, so they're going to keep an eye on it. Problem number two, 
some defensive players are going to say, well, if I'm going to hit the penalty, I'm going to hit you as hard as I possibly can. Similar to the way Clay Matthews did on Colin Kaepernick. If I'm going to get hit with the penalty, I'm going to crush you. And to a person that's not 100%, you don't want a Bears player like Lance Rich to say, okay, I'll crush you. You don't want a Julius Peppers to say, okay, I'm going to get my swagger back today. You don't want Shane McClellan to say, well, people want to get rid of me. They want to cut me, so let me show them why they shouldn't. So RG3 needs to shut his mouth. Um, another thing, as a Bears fan and our defense against the run, Alfred Morris is no slouch. Uh, the Shanahan's have always been able to draft good running backs and coach running play, running plays. Mm-hmm. Alfred Morris might do his thing. Now, one thing that might actually be the deciding factor is the lack of good special teams play by the Redskins. They've been horrible against special teams. There's a lot of people that are saying uh, Devin Hester just may break one for a touchdown today on punt or kick returns. As a Bears fan, you know I would love to see that. But even if he doesn't break one, he can mess around and just put the Bears in good field position. Because let's keep it real. The reason why the Bears are winning all season is because they've had good field position. They've had Devin Hester uh, getting uh, a record number of yards in a day against the Vikings. They've had interceptions by Tim Jennings and Peanut Tillman uh, turn into good field position. I'm sorry. Whatever you've got bad to say about Jay Cutler, do not give him good field position because he is going to pick you apart with good field position, especially when he has, especially when he has Martellus Bennett and Brandon Marshall. From, now, from watching the, but Martell, but see now Martellus is questionable right now. So there's there's as as of now we have to consider him not playing. So that's that's one weapon. That's out. My point is more less about Martellus and more about Jay Culler. If Jay Culler has to march down the field eighty yards, there's more chances for him to make a bonehead mistake. If he's only got twenty or thirty or forty yards to go, he has less room for mistakes. And you have six Big people now that can go up and get the ball. So that's more my opinion. And the special teams play could make the decision today about the Redskins. They could win and they could lose. And I don't enjoy the fact that what I'm talking about as a Bears fan, you notice I'm not talking about the great things the Bears are going to do. I'm talking about the mistakes that I could foresee for the, the skins. I don't think the Skins are really coming out to play today. I think last week's game finally gave them a glimmer of hope. And I think anyone that plays the Skins from this point forward, whether they win or lose, they have to take the Skins seriously. And like you said, today is is a desperation move for them. They definitely need to win. They have to win. And they're going to do everything to win. So I think we're going to see much better play. Well, as of right now, I believe that we're going to see much better play from the Redskins today. I think we are going to see much better play. Much better play, though, may not turn into a win because 
everybody that's watched RG3, I personally believe he should have took a page from Derrick Rose and just sat the season out. Um, that all in for game one, that campaign between him and Adidas, that might have been the dumbest campaign in the world because... Well, I mean, even even going just beyond the, the campaign, I mean, it would have been great to see RG3 come back and have an Adrian Peterson moment. We'll probably never see anything like what AP has done again after that type of surgery. I mean, he wanted and, to come back, and, and in all actuality, really wanted... people talk about how great Adrian Peterson was last year, coming back after that surgery. If you look at it, I've seen two different networks break this exact thing down. Adrian Peterson's running yards in games in the first four weeks were pretty average, and some of them even less than average. Less than, yeah, yeah. Week five on. He was a beast. Exactly. But, so but, but, but what week are we in now? <laughs> so once again, you know, we were past week five. And, and once again, he may have rushed himself coming back. He really wanted to be there for the team among No, he things. wanted to not lose his starting position. That's, it, what, I, I, that's what I'm saying, among <laughs> Being there yeah. for the team was not his uh, priority. He didn't want um, to lose starting position. Other things. But he's in there. He's playing. You know, we, we can't babysit the injury. It's, it's really, really time for him to get busy. And so now, effective right now, Tina Tillman, Martellus Bennett have moved from questionable to active, so they will be playing in the game against the Scans. So this actually changes a few things. It, 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 makes, it makes it pretty difficult for the Redskins. They've got to play some tight they, consistent football to even come close. And, and the Bears are not the greatest team. That's, that's the sad part. The only thing that I can see them doing at this point is that the Bears put themselves in their own trick bag for penalties. And unfortunately, that's a possibility. Uh, we saw Lance Briggs and Corey Wooden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, it can happen. Uh now, with the Lions going up today in their matchup, they do have their inactives out, of course, Nate Burleson, the famous people. Kevin Moore, Jason Fox, Tony Shuffler, Leroy Harris, Leo Riddick, and Dante Green are all out. They're inactive today for the Lions. But I really I think this is going to be a good game. I think this is going to be a hard-nosed game that the Lions are going to play today. I definitely want to see the Lions pull it off. I really do believe they can. But this is going to be some, some good football. This is going to be a really good game. I don't think they can run away with this unless the Bengals just well, make horrible mistakes, which I doubt. Well, I, want, I will say it this way. I want the two teams in Ohio to win today. We're not going to do this so that the Bears can be on top of the division. We're going to do this because we're watching football as good football fans. I want the in Ohio to win today. This is not a Bears show. Are you sure? I'm positive. With oh, me on it, I know it's not. Well, I want the Vikings to win tomorrow. I do, too. And I want, I want the them to win the week tomorrow. after that, and then the week after that, and the week after that. I want the Vikings to win tomorrow. So I want half the NFC North to win. I want half the <laughs> NFC North to lose. I, I, I just, I think the Packers and the Lions can honestly pull it off today. I, I Unfortunately, think the I agree with you. I hate to have to agree with you. I literally think the Bears have to win just to keep 
in, in the race. They, yeah, they have to. The so then they're going on a bye, and then they're coming out, and they'll be playing Green Bay, which when Green Bay wins today, I mean, there's going to be some big shoulders. They're going to start putting chips on. Uh, be quiet. So let's go. <laughs> let's, let's swing over to the Vikings and, and this week's. So let, let's start on the game first because we're going to spend some time on talking about Giants. that. Game. What are we going to talk about? Both of them need to win. I mean, but. Only one going to come out a winner. Well, first of all. And Josh Freeman's starting. Okay, so there we go with that game. That's going to be interesting and fun. If nothing else, we're going to see two two quarterbacks that are good at scrambling and also good at throwing throwing on the run and also good at throwing interceptions on the run. I just think Josh Freeman just didn't fit into that's a, oh, no, he did not fit with Greg Ciano. No. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't fit, fit into the system. He didn't fit with Greg Ciano. No. He didn't, he didn't fit with a whole lot of things there. Yeah, it, it was just wrong for him. It, it was wrong for him just like I don't think Christian Ponder is horrible, but um, we don't need him testing out his skills in Minnesota. He, he can go anywhere. Uh, Chris, hey, there was a fan that made me laugh this week when she said, you know, with um, Percy Harvin, Practicing and getting ready to come back and be a part of the Seahawks I'll try everything. You, yeah, but they have to. They, well, on offense. I can't say everything. Well, on offense, I'll say their biggest problem is their offensive line. Well, yeah. That's their biggest problem on offense because the the greatest thing about Eli Manning in the past was he stayed composed and he had time back there to throw the ball. And when he made his spectacular plays, those two passes in two different Super Bowls, because Okay, well, if I have to scramble once or twice, no big deal. But if he's scrambling on every play, mm-hmm. Tom Brady has proven when a great quarterback gets hit quite a few times, there's going to be some mistakes. Uh, mm-hmm. So, literally, that's the biggest problem with them because that's the one. That's the one. That's no, I mean, that's the biggest offensive problem. Uh, I think they fixed their, their running back problem with Brandon Jacobs. I'm not going to say he's their running back for the future, but I think they fixed their 2013 running back problem. Because, uh, yes, he's old, but he gets the system. He knows what to do. He's respected in the locker room. I think their biggest problem with offense is, is their offensive line. Uh, another thing, now on the defensive side, I have no idea. I, I don't either. Because the core of their defense has not changed. The only person that left was O.C. Junior. And he I, really I, wasn't even playing that much while he was there in his last And, and that, that's another thing that I always talk about. They look good on paper for that reason. No one's really changed. I mean, this is, this is the same core, and they're not really stopping the run. I mean, they, they, I don't – I don't, really – have no, just like with the Steelers, I have no idea what's going on. You know what I think the problem with both the Steelers and the Giants is? It's the same thing, and I think it would be the dumbest thing in the world on both teams' parts, but also the smartest thing. And they, that is? They may need to get rid of Tom Coughlin and, and, um, 
in my comments. Not because they're not great coaches, but they're they're disciplinarians. And yes, with much. any disciplinarian, you hear somebody yell at you one too many times, you just start tuning them I out. Agree. You just start tuning them out, and it's like, all right, whatever. They're just definite breakdowns in, in both. They don't now, I do think come out looking like the same teams of always. They look like they're just set up. Right. And, and they got to play because it's their job, and they signed up to do this, and they want to win. But they both both teams look really set up. I mean, the older players on the team are taking the attitude of, I don't need this crap. And the younger players on the team are still young, so they're so used to being big man on campus that they ain't trying to hear somebody yell at them. Well, I definitely don't want to see the Giants figure it out on Monday Night Football. <laughs> but uh, any, any, if you want to know and, why she's laughing, I just gave two thumbs up with my triple thumbs, looking like a three-year-old. Yeah, I, I don't. I, that's not the game I want them to figure out how to make it work. Um, I am very, very, very interested in knowing how Josh Raymond's going to look in this first game as a starter. I hate to say this, but. I don't think it's going to look good, but you can't look any worse than you already had out there. The only thing is, Matt Castle didn't look bad, but everybody knew Matt Castle was not the quarterback of the future. Right, it, it definitely. He, he was He was brought in to be a backup, but the plays that are being called by the offensive coordinator, I swear, just make me want to pull all my hair out and I have beautiful long hair. I can't take it. Honestly, I literally think the plays that were being called were a result of the oh, offensive right. coordinator not being confident in the person that was on the field. I Which person? Well, unless <laughs> I, I looked, I'm, I'm looking at last they always game. saw him as a as a. Uh, they, they saw Matt Castle as a backup. If you if Chris you can't be conf- if you can't be confident in what you have on the field, why do you have that on the field? Uh, they don't anymore. That's why they have Josh Freeman starting. Well, they have him starting now, but look how how long this decision has to be made. You couldn't see that in the offseason. We saw it last year. I mean, we, we, we honestly saw it last season. Uh, I mean, to be honest, in the offseason, with the quarterbacks that were moved around the NFL, the veterans, I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk about the one strike, with the veterans, was there anybody that was so great to go get? The only one that might have been decent to go get would have been Alex Smith. But Alex Smith wanted to play for Andy Reid. He did. He wanted to play for he, – and he, he's proven that. And right. And yeah. They're, they're undefeated They're doing right some now. damage, so. So, in all honesty, I hate to compare it to Jay Cutler because I think Jay Cutler is way better than Christian Ponder. But it's like, okay, if these are our choices, let's go get something else. And the moment that Josh Freeman became available – Oh yeah, when I was watching that waiver report, that, they, that they was, was like, "Oh, perfect." Yes. Yeah, that was. That so was they were happy about that. So honestly, I think they did what they should have done. They when he got a decent backup, they hoped Ponder would come around, and when he didn't, they went and got the first thing smoking off that train. They really hoped Ponder would come around. I All mean, right. well, they had hoped he would come around, and to them they really, I think what they really had hoped. I don't think we're gonna see bad play. From, um, Josh I, I don't I, think we're going to see bad play, but I don't think we're going to see an open – it goes back to your biggest word. I don't think we're going to see an opened-up playbook. 
We're gonna you see know, it. I don't. But before we get into that, because I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I actually, I think he's gonna air it out a little bit for him. And honestly, well, he has an arm. That's not, yeah, that's, he's, not, he's, that's not an opened up playbook. That's just saying we're gonna use some of the plays that go downfield. Yeah, well, yeah. Let, but let's, let's get on this, bring let's get on this something article. other than what my okay, okay. Let's get on this article because you know I'll spend. We we can all spend day. all the time, and then we will run out of time. We got to talk about what was the guy thinking. I, I don't want to know whatever drugs he had before he wrote that article. Can you send some to Chicago? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Because that man, he that. had to be high when he wrote that. He had to be high because. That's he, I like, mean, he he he. The point that that he made is he looking at where the Vikings are now. He looked at the coaching staff. He looked at how the defense is playing. He looked at where the Vikings are sitting this season. And in his mind, he feels like AP is wasting his time in Minnesota. It'd be better for Minnesota to trade Adrian Peterson and and get something for him and rebuild the team. And that's not out. Wait, wait a minute. There's one example I heard this week that made that make sense, and it was only one example. It was the Herschel Walker example. When uh, Dallas traded Herschel Walker to the Vikings, and they basically traded the world for it. If if something was basically out there ready to give up, like four first-round picks, five second-round picks, and a running back and a bunch of other stuff, basically, I think that if I remember correctly, they gave up 12 players. Mm-hmm, they did. It was 12 players. 12 players um, through draft and current Yeah, players. it was 12. That's the only way I would trade Adrian Peterson. But why? I mean, when you look at, at, at what's going on, it's, it's not just a player issue. The secondary for the Vikings, look, I don't even know if we have some. I think those are just extra people on the field because you just have to have so many. Yeah, I would agree with you. The secondary, the safeties, they, they look awful. I, so would the Bears have won their game if it wasn't for the secondary? No. That that secondary left. Well, well, when you look at the Vikings, I no, don't that's my know point. where the secondary is. No, that's know. my point. Would the Bears have won that game? They have the jerseys on, but I, I don't know what's going on. And this is my favorite team, so I'm, I'm a little emotional about this. But and, and, and the, the missed tackles, I mean, last week the amount of time that the defense spent on the field was on. Real. Of course they're going to get tired. Of course they're going to start missing tackles. And and when you, when your secondary looks like oh, I don't know what's going on, I get paid Tuesday. It it that's that's harmful and that's hurtful. We don't have the greatest O line in Minnesota. It's decent, but I think having Josh Freeman back there instead of Christian Ponder, Christian Ponder just. He didn't think fast enough. He didn't move fast enough. He couldn't really, really get out the pocket. He and tried I'm, this year, but... I'm going to compare him perfectly. The Vikings situation with why Josh Freeman was a better option to the Oakland Raiders. The reason why they went with Terrell Pryor is because they had a horrible offensive line. And if you have a horrible offensive line, you need a person that can move. Move, yeah. And hence Terrell Pryor. And, 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 and not, only, not only you can move, you know that your time is limited when you have a, a bad offensive line. Josh Freeman has no problem seeing where this ball needs to go and getting it out of his hands and throwing it. And where put, it, it, where it, put it in the put responsibility it, of the receiver. He does. He has no problem doing and that. People keep forgetting how big Josh Freeman is. 
Exactly. He's so, basically the size of Cam Newton. So this is, you know, I really think we're going to see more plays going to Greg Jennings. And, and no, I'm, not that, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that I don't think that it's going to all be opened up tomorrow. I think over the next two weeks, it will be proven that Josh Green is there for I think tomorrow um, is going to be a test. It's a good team to test against. I mean, a test against the Giants who are really trying to figure everything out. And they just, the chemistry just has not been there. But I think we're going to see a pretty good game from, from Josh Freeman. And I think we're actually going to finally see the offensive weapons that were picked up in the offseason actually go to work. We saw a glimpse of what could happen against the Steelers. But um, I'll, I'll give this to the Vikings. I'll, I'll, I'll beat my chest on this one and give it to the Vikings. Oh, right, you ain't got to beat your chest on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to the Vikings because the Giants look like hot garbage. Well, I mean, let, let's keep something I, real. But I can't say that with Minnesota. I mean, it's not, but, like, the, it's not like the Panthers have the greatest team and the, the Panthers came and then go home and just play like they were the Patriots. It, it was unreal to watch. So the offense has to really, really carry the Vikings in the game. They, they've got to be consistent. They, they, they have to carry the Vikings because the, the secondary is, is very suspect. And literally, the Vikings secondary suspect, but the way the Giants defensive front seven has been playing this season, I would bet on uh, Adrian Peterson. And then Adrian Peterson finally has a quarterback. Well, let's get him open. <laughs> we, we know what happens when he's able to explode. I won't say finally has a quarterback because he had Brett Favre when they should have went to the, to the Super Bowl. But yeah, please don't. Story. don't. I'm very emotional about that next season. Don't bring up the memories. All right, so we are coming up on a co-host Mike's two-minute drill. So we're going to let Mike take it away before we wrap up. Okay, in the two-minute drill today, what I want to talk about are the fans. We have some of the most panicking fans in the world today. Let's keep something real. You know when your team is going to go to the Super Bowl that year. So if they're not going to the Super Bowl that year, or don't have a real shot, be patient. Don't call to cut somebody if you don't have a, another person to put in that position. I'm talking about your Jay Cutlers, your Adrian Petersons. I'm talking about your Matt Schaubs. I'm talking about a whole list. Uh, as you can hear in the background, Cassandra's saying cut him. But everybody has a bad season. I mean, let, let's look at uh, Eli Manning. He's having a bad season. Would you cut him? Wow. She's saying cut Eli Manning as well. My opinion is people have bad seasons. Now, if they come, if, if in the off season and in training camp, they don't look like they're okay, they, 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 they got their stuff together, I might have to agree. But let's not panic. And I'm talking from the standpoint of the Bears' most popular quarterback is always the second quarterback. I'm talking from the Bears side. We always get down on the starter. We, hey, I was a big proponent of let's start Jonathan Bostic and not DJ Williams. So I have to point the finger at myself as well. In the two minute drill, let's see what the coaches are being paid to see. Let's not make a quick decision because if we were that good, 
We would be GMs. Right now we're relegated to being GMs of our fantasy football teams, and we still see we're not the greatest at that. So let's let teams play. All right, and that was your two-minute drill from Mike this week. So chime in, tweet us, send us messages, hit us up on Facebook, it's with Los Angeles Radio, and tell us what you think and how you feel about your team. Because, like, last week we were giving out team slips, who saves and praises, the same thing for this week. You can still share those things with us. So today, Cass, your host, I'm picking Alliance Twins. The Packers to win. Definitely tomorrow I'm going to go with the Vikings. I'm very up in the air about the Bears game, but I'm going to go with the Bears, even though I know this is a desperation game for the Skins. Okay. And Mike, your pick? Okay. First, I'm going to give my desires. I want Ohio to win, and I want the Vikings and the Bears to win. Now, what I believe oh, is going to win, I believe – I believe the Bengals are going to lose. Oh, my goodness. I believe the Browns are going to lose. I believe the Bears are going to win. And I believe the Vikings are going to win. So I basically believe the NFC North is going to go undefeated. So this is, a good, this is a good week. This is a good week for the NFC North. I believe the NFC because North. Because you are gonna... never out of your mouth that the Packers are going to win. I, I believe they to take that... you to Lambeau Field. I don't want to buy you a shirt that says that. I want to give somebody a prize for making you say. I'll be there November 4th, but I'm taking you. We're going I've said it before. <laughs> We're definitely I've said going. it before. Uh, I just don't, I don't want to be forced to say it. So I will just say that the NFC North will go undefeated this week. Okay, that's what we look forward to see. So thank you guys for tuning in to Football Fan Rush Radio this week. I'm your host, Cass. You have your co-host, Mike. And once again, check us out. Tweet us at Football Fan Rush or follow us and like us on Facebook at Football Fan Rush Radio. Happy NFL Sunday, and we will talk to you guys next week.